Time is a very interesting and necessary factor for our daily lives. While we might live in time, even be restricted by time, time as we know it is in fact man-made. God, however, lives outside of time. Even though he created time, he lives outside of time. And for him, now and eternity is one. God works rather in seasons and cycles and new moons that happen to be translated by us into months of the year for identification and structure. You're with me, Angelique Detoy, for this episode on the coming harvest. We are just about to enter the season of the Feast of Harvest, known as Pentecost by many, and this will be with us on the 31st of May, 2020. By the way, 2020 means double-handed, and I believe we are about to receive a double portion of God's goodness, even though it may not look like it right now. Numbers are very significant in the Bible. And for those of you who have researched the biblical truth symbolized by numbers, you will know that the number seven symbolizes completion or perfection. The book of Genesis tells us that God created the heavens and earth in six days, and upon completion, he rested on the seventh day. I have touched on the power and empowerment of stillness and rest in a previous podcast, which you can go back and listen to. It is no coincidence at a time when we have faced lockdown due to an invisible enemy that has unleashed a pandemic of fear unlike anything in our generation, creating uncertainty in world economies. And we have to, through all of this, believe that a time of completion is upon us. There's got to be a new birthing, a fresh beginning for the world. It's got to emerge, and I believe it's going to come in the form of a great awakening soon to be upon us. It is very interesting to note that the world population in April of this year reached, listen to this, 7,777,777,777 people. Now, if that's not saying something of the coming harvest, it really is worth revisiting. All of the signs are here that we are entering a whole new era on earth. This year, we had a literal Passover where everyone was ordered to stay in their homes so that this invisible enemy, this angel of death, would pass over. I believe we are soon to see the end of it. I know there are many trains of thought that are saying that we need to learn to live with it as a lifestyle that is going to be with us for many years to come. But I truly believe that the world is being reset for a coming harvest. Very interestingly, there was another time in history after Jesus' death and his appearance to his followers on many occasions in his beautiful resurrected glory in a city that was also under severe threat. His disciples during this time constantly asked him, when will our freedom come? You can read through this yourself in Acts chapter 1. It feels no different for us in our day. Many are asking, when will we be free? When can we remove the masks? When can we go out and have our leisure time and dine with friends again? 
When can we go and enjoy God's creation? What will the world look like when we all emerge from this? Jesus had given his disciples very strict instruction to stay in an upper room. And maybe that just parallels with where we find ourselves in this day and age. He told them not to leave the city of Jerusalem until the promised gift of the Holy Spirit would be given to them. I've often wondered as I've read this, if we're not contained for a time such as this, if we're not allowed to leave our cities and our countries and travel as we used to freely do before, because we need to wait until the promised gift of the Holy Spirit comes upon us. We have been in our upper room, so to speak, since before Passover. So going back to the significance of numbers in the Bible, the number of days between Passover and Pentecost is which is when the Holy Spirit was released to the disciples so that they would be empowered to be the expression of and do the works of Jesus was 50 days. It is still so today. And 50 is the number of jubilee, celebration, and guess what? Freedom. The dawning of this new day is soon to be upon us. The Feast of Harvest of Pentecost falls on May the 31st. I'm recording this on the 14th of May, and I can tell you that I am counting the days. Could it be for such a time as this that we are in divine suspension? in a holding pattern, in a pause, with a purpose. It has taken only a few months, and I say this with the utmost respect to all of the medical practitioners, the specialists and nursing staff that have been available 24-7 to help those who have been affected with this virus. But it's taken us only a little while to realize that this invisible enemy is not going to be contained by medical skill. Not all of the money in the world can restrain it because global economies are in free fall. And in many countries, it is literally taking food off people's tables. This threat to the world is going to be turned around only by God awakening the hearts of humankind so that we will all acknowledge that he is God and the only one with the solution. This unleashing of fear upon the world was designed to paralyze and polarize the population. But Pentecost is just about upon us. The world has never been more in prayer and believers have never connected more. They're connecting more right now across digital platforms than ever they did in person. Podcasts and YouTube channels are reaching nations that were not easily accessed before. The world is indeed beginning to awaken to the fact that without God, there is no world. This pause with a purpose has made us realize that we need a rebirth on the earth. Just as fear and panic is contagious, so is a godly global awakening. This time is not about waiting for the rapture. It is time for you to put your rapture rucksacks away 
and instead arise to the fullness of the stature of your identity in Christ and be equipped by the Holy Spirit so that we can take our places in the fields of harvest that are awaiting your gifts and your destiny to be released. There is a desperate world out there needing a demonstration of the unconditional love, the power and the acceptance of God. It really is time to release new birth on this new day to give people new hope. It is for such a time as this that God's kingdom is going to come. God's will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. This coming appearance of God is not merely for revival, but it is for reformation, a reformation of the lives who acknowledge that the earth is indeed the Lord's. seems that there is chaos all around us. It doesn't matter where we turn or what conversation we have. People are masked, gloved, in fear, in panic. And we can listen to all of the news channels with their stories, or we can choose to turn to the one who has the higher power, the great authority, and the absolute solution. So I want to remind us to lift our heads, to be filled with hope, as you listen again to that wonderfully encouraging scripture out of Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance, and boy, don't we need that now, until you radiate with hope. Personally, I believe hope is the antivirus, the antidote. It is something I daily pick up. And you know, sometimes we have to force ourselves to get into a mindset of hope because it is so easy to go into that place of decline with everybody else. Let us make a decision to shake off defeat and fatigue and prepare ourselves for the coming harvest where our barns will be full to overflowing and our youth will be renewed like the eagles. I believe this is the season to be positioned and postured correctly. In fact, just doing my exercises this morning, I connect with an amazing woman called Suzanne Bowen who has a bar amped program and her instruction constantly rings in my ears. She says, perfect posture is placing your ears over your shoulders, your shoulders keep them over your hips, and your hips over your ankles. In my words, you have to lift up your weary heads, look up, and be expectant. We can't be expectant while we're in poor posture, bent over, looking at our feet, worrying what tomorrow may hold. So don't become weary in doing good, for in due season you will reap a harvest if you do not faint in the process. We have to keep renewing our faith 
by getting a higher perspective. We've got to get God's perspective on what is concerning to us. Believe me, not only have I become a widow in the last couple of months, but I have been in total isolation until just recently, perhaps as recently as a week ago. And I daily have to encourage myself. I daily have to find my inner resource, my inner grit, get into the word of God, find his word for the day, encourage myself, motivate myself. His book is loaded with practical everyday advice designed for our good. But to get his perspective, we need to hear what he is saying. And so who are we lending our ears to? We've got to believe the report of the Lord, not the news reports that will constantly stir up a whirlwind of fear. I love what Stephen Furtick said, and, and he's a great, great promoter of the word of God. And he said, just be constantly reminded that the news is meant to be checked, not to be lived in. And uh, I believe that that's where we need to find ourselves is not living in a 24-7. Rather, let us focus on what God is doing. And he certainly is setting the stage for the new global awakening. We've got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Position yourself with purpose and with a posture to receive what is on the way. We are indeed moving from crisis to celebration, and yes, it is going to happen in our time. So this is my prayer for you now and for always. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. This is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. And let us always lean into faith before we first lean into fear. And let us always lean into faith before we lend our ears to somebody else's idea. Because then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. It is indeed for a time such as this that you've been given breath, that you have life. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. So let us pray, let us heighten our expectancy levels, let us position and posture ourselves to not only receive for ourselves, but then in turn to be able to give the world hope. And that hope is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. So from me, Angelique de Toy, may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. And remember, hope will always light up your way. Do join with me next week where we will be talking about something that will add incredible value to your life. <music>